If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Welcome to episode 50 of the Fitness Mama podcast. I'm your host, Kath Bequee. I'm a mum of three young girls, a physio for women, and I have an online community, Fitness Mama, which helps to provide pregnant and new mothers with the exercises, support, and resources they need to feel good from the inside out as they prepare for and recover from childbirth. Fitness Mama has workouts that are tired mum friendly, achy mum friendly, and toddler friendly that you can do in the convenience of your home at the end of a long day whilst your bubba sleeps or whilst your toddler is running around causing havoc. I have the pleasure of chatting with Amanda Rowe and Amanda is a mum of three and she's the founder of Feeding Friend which is a nursing pillow which provides breast or bottle feeding arm support. So Amanda chats about her journey and challenges with breastfeeding including developing mastitis, carpal tunnel, and shoulder pains. And her journey led her to create this portable pillow, which you'll hear more about in the episode. Now, today's episode is the big number 5050, which I'm super excited about. When I first started this podcast, I wrote down 20 topics and thought, if I can get 20 episodes, then I'm really happy. So here we are in what feels like blink of an eye at number 50, and I feel like it's time for a giveaway. So this episode is sponsored by Amanda and the Feeding Friend Nursing Pillow. And if you would like to go into the draw for the Fitness Mama 50th podcast episode giveaway, you'll be in the running to win your very own feeding pillow, feeding friend, and three months membership to Fitness Mama. To find out more details and enter this giveaway, head to fitnessmama.com forward slash giveaway. And be quick because this giveaway finishes Tuesday the 7th of September at midnight, Australian Eastern Standard Time. All right, let's get into this show. Amanda, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to chat. I've been um, checking your Instagram out for a very long time. The reason I wanted to chat was because you've developed this amazing breastfeeding pillow, which I think we'll definitely talk about later. And I think it's something that all mums should know about in terms of just being able to help with your breastfeeding posture and all the rest. But I would love to chat to you about you. <laughs> so tell me, Amanda, tell me about your motherhood journey. Like you've got a few children, don't you? Yes, I have three children, seven, six and four years of age now. And it's gone incredibly quick as I'm sure you can relate to that. <laughs> Having three children yourself, is that right? Yes, it's sad, isn't it, how quickly it goes? Very. Whereas at the time it feels like it's each day is so long. Yes. <laughs> what do they say? The days are short, but the years are long. Oh, no, the, the days are, are long, <laughs> but the years are short. 
such a true saying. Okay, so you're based in Perth, Australia. Could you tell me a little bit about what you've done? Can you tell me about your, tell me, just give us a little abridged version of you. Sure. I really struggled to breastfeed. I really wanted to breastfeed my children, but I realized I suffered with anxiety while nursing in public. And that is because all of my positioning, it was constantly changing and I was awkward. And I guess when I really needed a support pillow, it was when my second born arrived and I was kid wrangling a toddler, constantly lifting a toddler and trying to hold a baby to breastfeed. I developed carpal tunnel syndrome. So after a trip to the GP, he suggested I use a support pillow. So I went on my way to find a nursing pillow that I could travel with and one that catered to my body shape, size, and the constantly changing angles. I was shocked to find that all of the nursing pillows were flat and wide, and I didn't understand why at the time. (laughs) So yeah, I ended up going to my local cut and measure store and I cut up pieces of foam and tested different shapes and thought, hey, I'll, I'll make a product. And that's how Feeding Friend was born. That's amazing. I love it when a product is developed as a result of need. You mentioned you had a difficult breastfeeding journey. Can you talk me through what made it difficult? Like what happened right from when your baby was first born? Oh, when my baby was first born, the midwife came in without warning, grabbed my nipple and tried to hand express colostrum. (laughs) And I was mortified. I felt violated and anxious. And I think from that moment, I realized I should have done a lot more research on how challenging breastfeeding is. And I didn't, I persevered and I turned out I had fed my baby through mastitis for more than two months. And because my body wasn't showing the obvious signs of mastitis with the the lumps and the redness, a few trips to lactation specialists and community groups, they said, no, you're doing everything fine. Latching is fine. Everything's fine. And the best way I can describe it, Kath, is razor blades from my nipple going all the way up over my shoulder and into my back. (laughs) And the only way I knew that I had mastitis was my son had a bit of reflux and there was blood in his vomit. And after a swab, they said, you have mastitis. So antibiotics cleared that up. And I think what ended up happening as a result of that traumatic feeding experience is that, yeah, I was anxious feeding my baby in public, my other children in public thereafter, because when a child is hungry and I'm not relaxed, they're fussing at the breast. Oh, wow. What a story. So did you not know that you had blood until you saw it come out of your baby's mouth? Yes. I really struggled to express with all three children. So I wasn't expressing and I didn't actually notice there was a problem until there was a bit of reflux and blood in the reflux, in the vomit. And yes. Wow. And for those listening, mastitis is unfortunately a common reason women do give up breastfeeding because it can be quite painful as you've described, Amanda. So that's great you did finally work out what it was and hopefully not everyone has your experience in terms of it being so hard to pick up because the sooner you can treat mastitis, whether or not that's with antibiotics or if it's not yet infective, like if it's not yet 
in your system, sometimes physios treat it with therapeutic ultrasound and there's some massage techniques too. But generally when it's infective mastitis, so you've got an infection, if you're feeling unwell, that's when you need to go on antibiotics. Were you feeling unwell? Yes. And everyone said it was normal. It was normal to get night sweats and it was normal to feed in pain. So I actually cried and I said to my husband, I can't do this anymore. And he went off and he got me formula and I just cried that whole night because I felt like I was failing. I thought that pain was normal, but that type of pain was not normal. So a point to make is that mastitis does not present itself with the typical symptoms in everybody. And was that the first time you'd gone to the doctor? No. I had gone to the doctor because I thought I was having issues with the way my baby was latching. And the doctor then referred me onto a lactation consultant and a community group where you can go along with your baby and breastfeed. And everything I was doing was apparently fine and that the pain is normal. But because they're not in my body... <laughs> They, they just thought I was really sensitive to pain. Oh, sorry to hear that story. And what happened once you'd gone on to the antibiotics? What changed then? Well, I still will tense my shoulders because I was so used to feeding in pain when the letdown happened. So I guess my body was naturally just tensing the shoulders, which prevented my letdown from happening. So I ended up having a fussy baby at every feed. and. I realized with the second baby, okay, I need to relax and rest my arms and drop my shoulders. That's why the support pillow was so needed for me to take care of myself. So one thing I have to mention is feeding friend is not a typical nursing pillow. It's very, very different. I now understand why traditional nursing pillows are flat and wide. And that is because 50% of mothers actually use a nursing pillow to be hands-free, whereas my product is not about being hands-free. It's about creating that connection and bond with your baby because you need to hold your baby while using my arm support under your arm, your hand, your wrist. It is different in that sense, but it's all about taking the pressure and weight off the loading arm and obviously helping with your posture, which I do know you mentioned we'll go into that later. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for bringing that up, Amanda. I think it is important if you're listening today to, I guess, just do the due diligence to see what would work best for you and your lifestyle. You know, have you got a toddler that's running around so you need to be able to feed on the floor or are you always feeding in your breastfeeding chair and it's perhaps your first baby? I think both of those situations alone might mean that perhaps you need a different sort of pillow. So everyone listening today, have a think, what are your needs? What do you want to be able to do? And then work out what's the best pillow for you. Would you agree, Amanda? Yeah, great advice, Kath. Definitely. And also a good point to note is that as your baby grows bigger, the way you hold your baby and that angle and space under your arm and your lap constantly changes. So if a flat nursing pillow will be great for the newborn phases of horizontally holding your baby. But if you plan to breastfeed your baby beyond the three-month phase, you might need different height options, something to think about. Yeah, 100%. You're right. So if you're breastfeeding in the traditional way where your baby is horizontal, I distinctly remember 
I think it was with my first baby. I remember the feed. I remember where I was sitting and everything about it, where I no longer had to hold her horizontal and suddenly she was resting on my lap and feeding. Like she just obviously, it's like overnight she'd just grown a little bit more or I just tried a different position and I no longer had to hold her and she was resting on my lap while feeding. Amazing. Do you remember that transition? Yes. Oh, yes. I Lots remember thinking, oh, my angles. gosh, she's not like a little baby anymore. <laughs> I know. Okay, so you mentioned a little bit about your breastfeeding challenges and your neck pain and your carpal tunnel. Did you have any other challenges when it came to breast? feeding apart from the mastitis and everything you've talked about like how was it breastfeeding in public and those sorts of things I've breastfed and bottle fed my children and unfortunately because I had suffered with anxiety associated with feeding in public I just felt judged it didn't come naturally to me aside from the carpal tunnel and the pain it was very challenging to feed in public with the toddler in tow Because if you want to be comfortable and relaxed and sitting in one position and then your toddler runs off, you have to be quick and you learn very quickly how to keep the baby in position and on the boob while, you know, attending to your toddler. So women and mothers, for everyone listening, you're all incredibly amazing. And (laughs) yeah, that is a challenge in itself, having more than one child. Yeah, You know what? I love the fact that you bring that up because my first baby, I struggled to get her to latch. She was fussy. I had no confidence. I just felt as soon as I'd put her on the boob, she'd arch and push away and I'd be exposing my boob to everyone, which is fine, but I just, I didn't have that confidence. And then with my second baby, she was really refluxy. So I thought as soon as I finish my feed, there's going to be a puddle on the floor. So I was thinking, if I'm in a cafe, <laughs> plus I had a 20-month-old and I, it was exactly the same. I, I couldn't relax in a cafe with my 20-month-old. And then it wasn't until my third when I finally had the confidence. I had just I probably all just came down to confidence and just feeling a bit more relaxed about the situation. And also out of necessity, I had to just feed everywhere and anywhere. So if you're listening today, like I put a lot of pressure on myself and I was really frustrated and felt guilty that I wasn't feeding out and about. And I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, I want to feed out and about and I see everyone else feeding out and about. So that's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up, Amanda. No problem. But I totally feel your pain with a reflux baby. (laughs) I've experienced that as well. Yeah, one of my children would vomit after every feed. It was just a nightmare. Were they unsettled as well? I'm not sure why. I think either the flow was too much or I don't know. She just would vomit after every feed. It's just a bit of a blur now when you when I try and think back to it. <laughs> That's right. All the different um, breastfeeding experiences. It's funny because in the I guess this is just life, isn't it? When you're in the thick of it, it's everything. And then as soon as you're out of that phase, It's like I'm trying to clutch onto memories. Is that what you're feeling? Yes, that's so true. I'm only really reminded when I go back through my photo albums, my digital photo albums on how it actually was. Yeah. So apart from breastfeeding, were there any challenges that you weren't expecting? Hmm. That's a really good question, I guess. I was really shocked to realize no one had ever actually told me, and this is, I'm talking about my family, 
what motherhood would actually look like. So I guess I'm really lucky we live in a world where it's at our fingertips and we can, you know, click on different resources and interact with professionals like yourself, Kath. But, yeah, I was just shocked that it's really difficult (laughs) beyond what I had ever imagined. I just can't believe how much washing I'd have to do. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have my washing machine on four times a day. Wow. Yeah. One of the kids is going through a really crazy habit of putting the towel that's near the laundry sink to dry their hands back into the sink so it's constantly wet. (laughs) But I just, three kids, you know, Kath, a lot of washing. It reminds me of the newborn phase and the solids phase where they're spilling baby puree all over themselves and you're constantly washing. So, yeah, I didn't really know that there's that much washing. (laughs) Yeah. If you can invest in a good washing machine, everyone listening, (laughs) it makes a world of difference. Definitely. To finish up with Amanda, what would be your words of wisdom for other pregnant mums who are listening today or new mums with babies? From an experienced mum of three, what words of wisdom do you have? Self-care is a huge priority. Mums out there, you must take care of yourself in every way and it is not selfish. For example, if your baby is due for a feed before you jump up, and go and attend to their cries, think, where am I going to be sitting? Do I have my water bottle? Am I going to be comfortable? Try and have a little mental checklist in your head and prioritise yourself because you will be there for that period of time. And like Kath and I have mentioned, the time goes so fast, but when you're in it, it does feel long. And connecting with your babies is just such a precious time and you should be relaxed and confident and comfortable especially while feeding your baby. So my advice will be think of yourself. You may not know what you need postpartum, but just think how is this going to support me when you're looking at items? And if you've already had your baby, just ask yourself, what is frustrating me at the moment? Do I need more sleep? Is my back hurting? Am I struggling with feeding? And just think of how can I take care of myself? Love it. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's brilliant. Now, I just suddenly had this thought, and I should have asked this question earlier on, but is your pillow, the feeding friend, is that designed to be used when you're bottle feeding as well? Absolutely. It's designed for anyone cradling a baby. You don't even need to be feeding a baby. So before my grandma passed away, my grandma was able to hold my youngest child for two hours at a dinner party. And just having the support under her arms and her elbow, she was comfortable and happy and actually delighted holding one of her great-grandchildren for that long. So, yes, my product is not exclusive to breastfeeding. It's not even really about feeding as such and helping you magically learn how to navigate through feeding because you don't need any device to do that, just you and your baby to navigate through breastfeeding. My product is purely for self-care and I'm very passionate in pushing that message that mums need to take care of themselves and that will enhance your motherhood experience and that it's not a sin, it's not a bad thing (laughs) to think of yourself and I I, want to squash that culture. So, yes, my product is the only one of its kind. It's super portable because why should we only be comfortable at home? And that's the feeling friend. 
Aww. and arm support that's portable. Oh, thank you so much. It was so lovely to learn a little bit about it and to hear your story too because behind every great product is an even more amazing story usually. So thank you, Amanda, for coming on today and thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kath, for having me. It was a pleasure. We'll see you soon. Bye. And before I sign off, remember my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode with all the links, including how to connect with Amanda at fitnessmama.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to enter the giveaway, don't forget to head to fitnessmama.com forward slash giveaway before the 7th of September 2021 to go into the draw to win a nursing pillow, the feeding friend and three months membership. So to find out more details and to enter, head to fitnessmama.com forward slash giveaway. Have a fabulous day, everyone, and I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.